Today we got a guest, uh, if you can state your full name here. Yeah, Shiroz Emma, but I just go by Shiroz. All right. Shiroz, what's up? What's new? I'm good, bro. Chillin'. Life is great. Yeah. I always try to keep a positive outlook. Positive vibes all the time, even when things are tough, you know? That's right. That's the, that's the move. Post-COVID everything. Yeah. <laughs> it's weird. Everything's back to normal now. Yeah, I was waiting for it. I think it took too long, to be honest with you. Yeah, you think so? Yeah. Not a, I'm not a fan of government shutdowns. Actually, I'm not a fan of government, to be honest. So. Yeah, you and me both. Yeah. So tell me, Shiroz, what's yeah. up? Uh, why'd you... All right, so those of you who don't know, Shiroz here is repping a really nice shirt with a one-name brand on it called yeah. Ubari. Yeah. Why? Ubari. So, uh, so for those of you who don't know me, I'm sure a lot of people do know me. Yeah. You know, hopefully. <laughs> but uh, for anybody who knows, I was started as a rapper, musician. I became a lawyer, mm -hmm. and then I was like, what's the next creative outlet for me? Okay. And since I was a kid, I always wanted to have my own fashion brand. Everybody that knows me knows I have a unique style, I like mm -hmm. dressing a certain way, but I like being comfortable when I dress. Mm -hmm. um, so an opportunity came up uh, where I was able to partner with the right people and mm -hmm. kind of get a brand going. It was just kind of put me in a position where all the stars aligned, and it was like, hey, it's time right now. It's time, ready, set, go. So, um, so I've been working on this brand for about a year. Mm -hmm. um, I would say I spent a lot of time just figuring out like the creative vision for it first, then kind of developing the business plan out. Um, I like to say that I have like that balance of being a creative person mm. and also like a analytical or logical business person. Right? Okay. So my mind works both ways which I feel like I'm very blessed to have that kind of outlook because yeah. some people are just one way or the other. Mm -hmm. There's a lot of creatives who don't understand the business and there's a lot of business people who can't be creative. Yeah. So when you kind of fuse those worlds together, you're kind of in an ideal position. Um, so for me, I view everything as creative. If you're an artist, you view everything as creative. Even if it's business, even if it seems boring, yeah. you look, you just view the world as like, okay, well, how, how do I think about this differently or in my way? Or how do I paint the picture in my way? Mm -hmm. Like normally this is how business is done, but let me think about it differently, right? Mm -hmm. So um, that's kind of how I approach it. Um, and then I was fortunate enough to start this brand. We launched in November. Mm -hmm. So we've been around for just about 30, 40 days. Mm. And, uh, you know, we've had a lot of success so far. I've been featured in some big publications like Esquire and, you know. Why? Uh, that's a big thing. Congratulations, yeah. by Thank the way. You. What does Ubari mean? Like, why that name? Did you choose that? It, when I heard it, I was like, yeah. is that a Pokemon? And I had to actually yeah. look it up for a second yeah. to make sure you don't get in trouble. Yeah, no, Ubari doesn't mean anything. Okay. So actually, I spent two months coming up with a name, right? Really? Um, I spent two months just playing with letters, playing with different sounding words. And just, I go through like just unique chains of like, I'll write stuff down and then um, I'll rearrange letters until I come up with something. The reason is because I'm a lawyer, my background... Um, I understand intellectual property and I understand that in order for mm -hmm. me to trademark a name and have a better chance of trademarking it, mm -hmm. the more unique it is, the more likely I can protect it. Yeah. And if I have a trademark name and my brand grows and a clothing brand is heavily based on the brand value, which mm -hmm. includes that IP or intellectual property. Yeah. So for me, it was like, okay, well, this is going to be like, everything is going to stem from this name. So if it's a name that already means something... I don't have as much control mm. over what it means. Mm. I can't define it exactly how I want because mm. there's always going to be outside influence mm. to that mm. to that word. Um, so I wanted to pick a name that I could trademark okay. that helps me increase the value of my brand. Okay. And then I also control the definition of it. Mm. So the way I define Ubari is that 
it's a brand for the achievers. Okay. So the idea is that anybody who has overcome any obstacle or, or, or you know, faced an issue and then found a solution to it, found a way to power through it, found a way to get over it mm-hmm. and still accomplish whatever they wanted to. And success is defined, you know, it's up to the individual how they define it. Mm-hmm. Um, but I wanted the brand to mean that. And I don't want other things associated with the brand. So I, I, I want to claim the word. Smart. You know, I mean, two months is a long time, but you came up with a catchy name. Yeah. That's for sure. Now people love the name. We've been getting good feedback on it. I actually like, I was like surveying my close circle. I had a list of like three, four names that I narrowed it down to. Mm. But ultimately I just made the final call on like, you know, this is, this is the name that I like. This one is, we were deciding between a few names and this one stuck out to me. I was like, this, I think this is the winner. Are you allowed to talk about the other few names too? Honestly, I don't remember some of the names because like it's been it's been a while. Like I thought of this back probably earlier this year. Okay. Like early in the year. Uh huh. So I had the name for like at least like nine, ten months. You know, um, I had a couple different variations of it. Um, like one of them I think was Ubri, so it was just without okay. the A. Yeah. Uh, but it was just like the way it was sounding, the way it flowed off the tongue, the mm-hmm. way I was just picturing the letters and everything. Like Ubari just kind of hit, mm-hmm. and I was like, I was like, I know this is the name. Mm. So. That's how we came up with it. That's awesome. Now, you said you were a lawyer. Yeah. You went to law school, passed yeah. the bar and everything. Yeah. How long have you been a lawyer? Uh, I, so, I, I got barred in 2019. Wow. Recent. Yeah, so I've been back. It's funny because I was studying for the bar, and I was thinking about not taking the bar at the time. Really? Yeah, I actually had to have friends convince me, like, yo, Shiroz, you got to take the bar. Mm. Like, you got to just, just in case, just take it. Um, so, at the time, it was... Like I basically got barred at the end of 2019. Mm -hmm. So start of 2020, I was looking for, I didn't have a job lined up or anything. Mm. Everybody else had like firm offers. People had this. I was like, look, I'm either going to go into the business and legal side of the music industry or sports industry and try to work in house or like a tech company. Um, And I was, you know, I had something lined up in March and then COVID hit right after. Uh And there was like hiring freezes and whatever. So I was like, my backup plan was like, I'll just make my own firm or start some sort of business of my own. Um, I never wanted to work anywhere long-term. The only job I would have really done is it was like a really cool tech or music company. Yeah. Or um, if I could climb my way up and like end up working for an NBA or an NBA team, that was the only thing I was really considering as a job. You're a high achiever, huh? It's crazy. I mean, it's like also like a hard thing to do, right? Uh-huh. Um, but I had some things in motion. Um, it was just like, I think the way everything aligned it worked out to be a blessing because if I had taken a job, I think I would have gotten comfortable uh-huh. and I think it would have been self-limiting. So I think I would have been like financially comfortable and I wouldn't have taken the risks I do now. And now since starting my like my own practice, starting my own company, starting my own uh, brand, like my vision for like what I can do and the freedom that I have, I can never put a price on that. Mm. Um, I would have been comfortable, but like, you know, uh, but by nature, I'm, I'm just an entrepreneur by nature. Yeah. I, I'm somebody that likes building things from the ground up and having like, I like to envision something, plan it out, yeah. execute it and see it come to life. That's like, to me, I realized that's one of my main passions. Yeah. So whatever it is, I could take an idea for a song, make it come to life. I could take an idea for any sort of business, plan it out, mm. see the vision for it and make it come to life. To me, if you enjoy that journey, mm. then... I don't think you can work a job. Yeah. I mean, you know? that's what they say, right? Like, yeah. you like your job or you enjoy what you do. You're never working a day. Yeah. But 
I think you're still you're still working. You're still working. I mean, you got to pay the bills in the end. But tell me this, like, yeah, where did you get that fire from? That passion? Um, yeah, I think some people are just born with it. I think some yeah. some people are. I think some people just you have. It, like it's like do you want to leave a legacy do you want to create something great do you want to do something with your life you get that one life on this earth mm. like what do you want to do with it right and like for everybody is different right like some people don't care about um some people don't care about their career or their job or whatever right a lot of people just want to like kind of go you know just all right it's like i enjoy it enough yeah. i don't love it yeah but it pays my bills and it gives me enough money to take care of my family take care of my responsibilities and it gives me enough money to like go on vacations and, and yeah. if that's for you that's fine that's you know right. for me whatever i'm working or building or whatever's paying my bills is something that i'm spending most of my time doing hmm. so if i'm spending most of my day doing it i gotta love it and, and and it's tough because most people never f are able to do what they love to do mm -hmm. you know and for me Anything creative that I can build, that I can do, you know, music was my first passion. Uh, music was something that people are like, oh, you're crazy for doing this. Like, I was legitimately like, yo, I'm just going to get a record deal. And, how, you know, how, that's you know. everyone's dream. Yeah. But how old were you when you started doing that? I started making music when I was, I think, like eight, 17 or 18. Yeah. Like, towards the end of high school. Okay. Uh, I, I used to... I used to go down to the studio in south jersey meek mill used to record out the same studio mm -hmm. um i start like when i start like i was making music with my friends uh one of my friends brothers had saw some talent in me like yeah. real early yeah um and was like Yo, you got to start coming to the studio because like it's also just like networking and like yeah, of start pro yeah, producing yeah. like professional quality music so i started doing that and it just kind of took off mm -hmm. and throughout college like I was like, yo, like, I'm going to school, I'm going to college, but, like, I don't care. Mm. Like, I'm literally, I was, like, handing out my mixtape, like, first day on campus, you know? Really? Like, I was just hustling. Like, I had a backpack. I was like, I'm going to get my grades just, mm. you know, because I'll, I'll, you know, section my time out. But I wasn't, like, I wasn't wasting time partying. I wasn't wasting time. Like, I was just putting it work. Mm. So, for me, from, from the jump, it's like, okay, if I put in work, I know my family will, like, okay, he's doing his thing school-wise. Yeah. And then... Now, look, with my free time, I'm going to go put in that work and work on my music. So I was just either in the studio, writing, promoting, doing uh -huh. shows, whatever whatever it was, I was doing it. Um, and I was legit. Like, people thought I was crazy because I was like, yeah, I don't care about my degree. I was yeah. like, I don't care. I mean, basically, technically, you did care to keep your parents off your back. Yeah. Well, I mean, I also like, uh, I mean, I was smart enough to also be like, look, if if this doesn't work out, like you got to realize like making it in music is like making it to, you know, making it in sports or something. Right. Yeah. To become one of the, Like it could happen. But like I also you don't want to put yourself in a position. And this is what I tell everybody is like mm. that. Like there are times where I regret it. I'm like, you know, if I did music full time. I could have maybe hit certain goals of, of mine that I yeah. wouldn't have otherwise if I didn't have to balance it with school. Um, but I was able to accomplish a lot that I wanted to do as mm -hmm. an independent artist. Um, I was able to like, you know, have, you know, music featured in, uh, in like huge playlists. I was able to have music featured in, um, in like video game ads and stuff. That's cool. I, I had like really cool opportunities. I was able to work with some, you know, some artists that I really looked up to. Yeah. Um, and, uh, so it, like I, I accomplished a lot, but at the time I was like, my goal when you're young, it was like, yo, I'm just trying, I'm trying to get a deal. I was like, I'm gonna get a record deal. And then like, peace out y'all. Like, I, I mean, know. think about it. Like you hit impressive milestones mm -hmm. and let's be honest, we've been friends now for how long now? 
years, man. I can't even. T- I don't even remember. I mean, that one. When, ever since at my dad's restaurant. Yeah. Maybe like 12, Probably 14 like, years, something yeah. like that. Yeah. Over 10 years for sure. Yeah. And I remember, like, first time I took your music seriously yeah. was when you posted and you actually reached out to me. You're like, yo, yeah. do you know anyone? Because I'm Afghan and Afghans. Yeah usually have chicken stores and those yeah. other Afghans with chicken stores. <laughs> You're like, yo, do you know anyone who uh, owns a chicken store? Yeah. I was like, not really. Why? He's like, I need, you just said, I need a shoot of music video. Yeah. I was like, that's really cool. Yeah. Um, I don't know who's going to be crazy enough to let you do it. And what is it? Months later, yeah. you had a pretty good yo, music video. What was the name of that song? It's called Chicken Spot. Chicken Spot. One of my favorite records I ever made. It was funny because I was with my cousins. We were literally just making up a beat like on the spot. I literally yeah. made that song in like 15, 20 minutes, I think. Wow. Uh, I think I think maybe like I wrote it in so- or something like 15, 20 minutes and it took another like 15, 20 minutes recording it. Yeah. And then we just like, you know, kind of like polished it up later. But um, that song, it was just kind of like a vibe. We were literally just in my basement like mm-hmm. messing around with the beat. And I was like, yo, you know what? I wanna, I wanna try something a little, a little has a little funky bop to it. Mm. And let me just do something out of the box, cause I, cause I used to, I used to grow up going to the chicken shop, you yeah. know, going to the chicken shack, like it's especially late at night, like you wanna go, like you know, I'm two a.m. chilling at the chicken spot, like that's the thing that's open, yeah. and and it's interesting, cause if you if you know the history of like the chicken spots, it's uh, it actually really just started by immigrants trying to kind of blend in. Mm. And instead of doing Kentucky fried chicken, they did Kennedy fried chicken. And I had heard a story that Jay-Z used to work at a chicken shop in Brooklyn mm. for like, I don't know, like two weeks or something. Um, and it just kind of gave me the idea. I was like, you know what? No, like I haven't seen anything like this, right? I want to make a unique, interesting video. Yeah. So I was like, and one thing about me is if I put my mind to something, I'm going to try to, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to make it happen, uh-huh. right? So like, I was like, I, I'm gonna find a chicken shop. I was like, I gotta know somebody that has a chicken shop. But yeah. Like, I was, I was trying, I was trying to get the one in Jersey City because that's the one I grew up knowing, uh, uh, grew up knowing. Yeah. So I was trying to get that, uh, but it's like tough because like they're trying to operate their business of and course, they're yeah. open like seven days a week, right? Yeah. So it's not like, so it's tough. So I found one in Piscataway. Uh, the brother Ify, he like he kind of hooked it up. Yeah, I met with him. And I was like, I don't know. I, I was literally just asking on like Facebook and Instagram, just yeah. hitting up all my friends. Like, yeah. you know, anybody knows somebody that owns a shop. So we chopped it up and he was, he loved the record. Yeah. And he's like, yeah, you can shoot. So we literally shot the music video um, while they were operating the business. Uh-huh. Right. So I'm like doing scenes like in the fridge, like pulling out trays of chicken. Yeah. yeah. Right. Like while they're taking orders and making food and stuff. Wow. And I, it, was, it was funny and I wanted to keep it really authentic. So yeah. I was even like washing some of the dishes and trays yeah. and stuff for real <laughs> while rapping the song. Cause I was like, yo, you know why I'm here? Let me, let me hook them up and like put some work and make it look real. Sounds like a Beastie Boys like a music yeah, video. Cause it, yeah. Cause yeah, they did a lot of just like out of the box stuff. Yep. And that's my whole thing is like just doing some, something mm-hmm. out of the box. Um, and that was like one of my like fun, like most fun records to make. Mm. Uh, everybody that was part of the video, like enjoyed it. They loved it. Yeah. When it came out, it was just like, yo, this guy actually did it in the chicken <laughs> shop. And like, people don't understand, like it was operating. Like people were coming in, taking orders, having no idea what's going on. I'm like a couple scenes where I had like a fake mustache on. There's like two of me and like people are so confused as to what's happening. And we even ran a special. We had like a coupon for like people that was like, that came in asking for this Chiro's special and they would get like, you know, uh-huh. like a certain discount, whatever on their meal. Um, so it was fun. And like, you know, I love the chicken shop. Was, that one was for the culture, you know. You wanna know something crazy? Yeah. Kennedy fried chicken. Yeah. My uncle started it. Really? Yeah. Mr. Siddiqui. Mm. He came here in like the 60s. Yeah. Right. 
he started a fried chicken shop and then he realized he can just help other Afghans. Yeah. So he opened other ones for other Afghans, a lot of them Pashtuns. Yeah. As you can tell, most chicken shops are Pashtun owners. And uh, he sold it after he had like all of them in Jersey he owned. He so sold he, most he, of them. Did he start the first one in Jersey? He did. Mm. There's one in like Plainfield too yeah. that he was there all the time. I think yeah. that was the original one, I think, in Plainfield. Plainfield. Yeah. Was there any, like, I remember reading about one in, like, Louisiana or Kentucky or something. Yeah. Uh, but I'm not sure. I mean, I remember reading it. I don't know. I, I would have to look it up again because yeah. when, when I was doing the song, I was, like, researching. Yeah. That was uh, crazy. I mean, like, uh, that's another story for a po different podcast. Yeah, He was yeah, a good yeah. man. He taught in Plainfield High School, workshopped, yeah. saved a lot of lives of kids who would have oh, been yeah? gangbangers. Oh, yeah. wow. Good guy. God bless his soul. Yeah, for sure. Shout out. But yeah, <laughs> other than that, yeah. what else, Sharos? I mean, like, you have a clothing brand now. Yeah. You're a lawyer full time. Like, yeah, I'm not, I don't really consider myself a full time lawyer. Yeah? Yeah, I just, I'm a businessman with a law degree. But like, think about it this way you know, when you're a lawyer, and yeah. this has nothing to do with, you know, just going to school and knowing the books, but yeah. you have to know how to deal with people, right? You have to know how yeah. to read people. I would say I would say the one useful thing about law school um, is you learn you learn a way of thinking that's unique. Mm. You learn a way to analyze issues from all angles mm -hmm. and, and remain objective. Um, you know, it's not a subjective thing. Like you don't get biased if you learn how to think about it the right way. Mm -hmm. So I'm able to. I think one thing that a lot of people don't have a skill of is unless you've been trained to do it. Yeah, is remove the emotion. From a topic, from a decision, from a discussion, and just talk about it based on the objective facts or analysis. Mm. And I think that's a really useful skill that you learn in law. But like, I don't know, I don't have laws memorized off the top of my head and stuff, right? Like that stuff's yeah. not really, that stuff's not really useful. I mean, I know like the aspects of law that I do know, I'm really good at, right? Mm. Like, I if you ask me if you have me look at like an entertainment law contract, I probably know it better than most people. Yeah, that's because that's where my experience is in yeah, yeah uh if you're like setting up a business you know i can review your contract you're doing like a joint you know uh, doing like a merger acquisition or something i can look at it i can figure it out i can set up like a real estate fund for you mm. you know i can do these things because that's what i have experience in mm. but i'm not somebody like the reason i don't really consider myself like a lawyer lawyer is because like I, if you put me in court i don't know what i'm doing like, really i don't like there's like, two aspects of law there's yeah. there's like your you know transactional law which is more like business and then there's your litigation which is like people that actually go to court now i've been to court a few times and been successful yeah but like early in my career but i don't like doing it mm -hmm. I, I don't want to do it it's like theatrics i don't like the idea of like somebody going against somebody yeah i don't even like the concept of it so i don't mm -hmm. do it it okay. has no interest to me um i like the idea of like transactional law because more business more like two parties coming together mm -hmm. towards a common goal mm -hmm. um but for me, I just view law as like the things I know in law are mostly just skills that help me out. Okay. So like, for example, if I was doing my music, I rep myself. Yeah. I do all my own contracts and negotiate all my own deals. Yeah. Um, so nobody really can screw me over. Mm. Um, I, if I'm doing my fashion stuff, if I got to need to do a contract to get a model on board for something, mm -hmm. I'm just like, oh, crap, I forgot to do it. Let me just type it up, type yeah. it up real quick. And yeah. a lot of times I just do stuff from scratch. Smart. Like sometimes it's unique, so I I try to approach law uniquely too. So now for me, it's just like a skill set. Yeah, it's just like something I have that benefits me in all the other business I do. Mm. But I'm definitely not passionate about law. 
Yeah. Um, I think I went into it because it's a versatile degree that just gives me, what it mainly does is it gives me credentials when I walk in a room. Uh -huh. um, in most business, in most business meetings that I'm in, in most rooms that I walk into, mm -hmm. when we're talking, when we're talking business, I'm usually the youngest person in the room. Mm. And if I wasn't a lawyer, I wouldn't have the confidence that I have. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I would still be confident, but like people mm. might they not take me as seriously. Yeah. Because yeah, yeah. there's like, oh, what are you talking about? You don't like you. You're too young. You haven't had ex enough experience in the real or real world or in business. Mm. But I've seen businesses from every angle i've seen it from the legal side from the business side mm -hmm. from the consumer side i've seen it all mm -hmm. so i understand things yeah um so that gives me credentials so when i walk in a room i don't care if you're 50 or 60 like i might have a i might have more credentials to speak on a topic than you mm -hmm. right uh, not in a cocky way just because i have experience like seeing everything from different angles yeah um it just gives me more confidence so like I, I walk in a room like if i'm hey i'm a lawyer okay now i don't know anything about fashion maybe yeah but i'm a lawyer and I have business experience running my own firm and other businesses that I have, mm. then you're gonna take me a little more seriously mm. because I'm a lawyer. But if I'm not, then you won't, you know, you're, you might just be like, oh, who's this crazy kid? He's just talking yeah. out of his behind, you know? Yeah. So. Let's uh, switch topics. Yeah. Because you've been an eligible bachelor for a while now. Oh, we're going down that path right now? I mean, yeah. I did promise your mom I'd find you someone. Yeah. Right? And there is always. Uh, what is it? You get extra good deeds from a marriage that you put together, right? Oh, man. That's what they say. Yeah. Now, I mean, I asked you earlier off mic, and I respect your answer. The question was like, why don't you just get married now, this and that? And yeah. I mean, I respect what you said. What did you say? Uh, well, the first thing is, I said, like, whenever people ask me this, I said, whenever God wills. Of you know, course. I mean, that's, that's like the base, one. That's the base yeah. answer, right? Whenever yeah. Allah wills. So, but, um, you know, I think um, for a lot of people, their only goal in life is just, I'm going to get married and settle down. Mm. Let me find somebody. And that's like, oh, that's never been a thing for me. Like, yeah. that's like, it's just something you do on the journey. I, mm -hmm. I, th I think it's important. I think, uh, I think building a family unit is important for society to be successful. Yeah. I think having strong family units and communities are strong. I think if you want to raise kids that um, are going to be successful in the next generation, you have to, you know, allow them to grow up in a in a good environment. Yeah, um, I do think those things are important, um, but I also um, don't force things. For me, it's like um, it's funny because even Drake talked about it. It's like I'm not going out of my way looking for things. It's mm -hmm. like if like i have certain goals in life that i want to accomplish yeah for me to get a point from a to z mm -hmm. for me to get to that point it's like who fits in that journey yeah right rather than like my journey is not going to adjust for a person mm. you know what i mean because people can come and go in your life but there's certain things that you want to do and there's certain things you want to accomplish and certain legacies that you want to leave that take precedence but to me sure let's tell me this like in everyone's life I can't speak for everyone, but yeah. I believe in everyone's life, you meet someone yeah. where you get butterflies and you're just, you're lightheaded whenever yeah. they're in the room and you can spot them from across the room, right? Yeah. Have you felt that? I don't think I felt that, so. Then you're not, yeah, then there you, <clears> you go. Know. Listen, like my advice from one man that's already married. Yeah. 15 plus years yeah. to another man. I would say, keep doing what you're doing. 
Yeah. You know, you're on the right path, alhamdulillah. Yeah. Don't chase it. No, and I, and I, and I, and I truly believe in the fact that, like, um, as a man, you got to build something. You have to. You got to build. And, and I think you just attract, you know, people along yeah. when you're on that path. Um, I don't like, like I said, I don't like forcing things like that. I think it just, I think, you know, a lot of people say like, it just happens when you least expect it. Mm -hmm. Um, I think that is a thing. Mm -hmm. Um, obviously there's that idea of like, you got to put in a little bit of work towards it. Um, but it's not, you know, it's like, um, is, is it like a primary focus in my life? No. If I'm being real. Yeah. Right. Is it a primary, like I have, I'm still building right now. Yeah. Um, to me, my most important thing is building my businesses mm -hmm. to get to a point where I feel very comfortable and stable. Yeah. Right? And, I, and I think it's a big responsibility that a lot of men don't think about. Mm -hmm. uh, to me, I want to be in a position where I can handle everything uh, financially as a man. Um, and uh, but obviously, if like a good opportunity comes up, I'm not going to uh, decline just because, you know, just because I like I have the mind like I don't have a I don't have mindset in terms of like timelines. A lot of people are like, oh, I want to do this by a certain age. I want to do this. like I just do. I just go. I yeah. just move. And if things happen, they happen. Um, and we'll see. You know, like I don't like whenever so, God wills. Like I don't have. You know. But then do you say the same thing to your parents when they're like, "Better, we're not getting younger." You know. I mean, it is what it is. Like I'm a grown man, so like at the end of the day, you're gonna get that pressure from. Your parents, you're gonna get that pressure from your community. You're gonna get that pressure from your friends. Mm -hmm. And one thing I see is, uh, w which is the interesting thing, is everybody's like in a race. Like yeah. everybody's always comparing you to this person, that person, this person, right? Comparing, yeah. They're comparing, and like I don't compare myself to anybody. Mm. I got my own path, my own timeline. I compare myself today to myself yesterday. I don't really care what other people are doing, mm -hmm. right? Like I don't like if X person has you know, they're married and they have kids and a car and a house by a certain age, go for them. I, yeah. Like that, like what you do in your life doesn't really affect me yeah. or my happiness or what I'm trying to accomplish. Like I'm trying to do something bigger and like, I'm trying to do something so great that I, like, I don't get caught up in those small things about comparing myself to people, right? And people are just like, oh, you have to do things by a certain time. I don't agree with that. Mm -hmm. Everyone has a different path. Everyone has a different timeline. Mm -hmm. um, like there's people that like, all right, they accomplish certain things by a certain age and they're just not happy. Yeah. You know, not I wake good. up, I enjoy every day. Mm -hmm. I love what I do. I get to build. I get to exercise my creativity. I get to grow every day, physically, mentally, spiritually. Um, every day is a blessing to me. Yeah. I don't like those things. Like also people are, people are so caught up in this idea of like relationships and stuff that they, at the end of the day, like, you know, it might not be written in the cards for you. You might die before anything happens, right? Yeah. So like you can't you can't have your whole life focused on on something like that, right? Mm. Um so that's just kind of how I go about it. Maybe it sounds like some people are gonna comment that I'm dodging that I'm kind of dodging the question. No, but no, that's, that's but, the I, question. but I'm just being real. I, yeah. I like I, I don't have the same timeline as other people. I don't care what other people do. Like just because one of my friends has a wife, kids in a house by the age of like 27. Yeah. Does that mean, I don't, good for you if you enjoy that. Yeah. Like, I don't care about that kind of stuff. Like those things are not like, I don't care about material statuses like that. Yeah. I don't care about doing things on a certain timeline. Um, I think based you know, off of what you said, right, Charles, is that like, you want to be ready when you think the time is right. I mean, like as a man, like, 
or for example, you, you meet a girl, right? Yeah. She goes, tells her friends about you, right? Yeah. What do you think her friends are going to say? What does he do? What does he do? Yeah. Who is he? Let me yeah. see his profile. How much does he make? Yeah. Can he take care of you? Of course. You know, I mean, it's a man's world, sure, but like no one talks about how hard is it for a man to become a man and to take care of a family. Yeah. And all of that. Yeah, I think the, it's a, you know, I think the reason you're seeing a lot of like red pill reactions and stuff in the world today is because mm-hmm. um, you're seeing extreme reactions to extreme reactions, yeah. right? So you see like, uh, like the height of feminism versus like the height of like red pill, like mm-hmm. male alpha stuff, right? Yeah. When reality, like all this stuff should be balanced. And, um, you know, because of that, it's like people don't realize how difficult it is to be a man in mm-hmm. the world today mm-hmm. and how you want to go about things. Like I, I'm a traditional Muslim. So for me, like I genuinely believe if, I, if I'm going to have a wife and kids or whatever, yeah. that I got to provide for them. Yeah. That's my responsibility. I believe that. So mm-hmm. I'm going to build till I'm at that point. Yeah. Um, obviously, it's not like set in stone where if I meet somebody and... Oh, clanking on the serotonin but if like it's not like set in stone where if i meet somebody i'm not you know like uh, like definitely i can't do it until i hit like x mark I mean, it's not set like that yeah um but it's just not a priority until i'm settled because yeah. i want to be able to do the things that i'm supposed to do mm-hmm. um honestly like i i really don't care about anyone else's opinion except yeah. god's so for me mm-hmm. if i'm gonna do something that's what i keep in mind yeah um and i i feel like as a man, I got to be able to provide and do certain things. Um, you know, maybe some people don't believe that. That's fine. That's up to you. I mean, the tell, way me, I, yeah. tell me this, Shiroz, right? Like, yeah. friends from college, from high school, yeah. everyone, they see you rapping and they're like, this guy, good for him, but he's not going anywhere, right? Yeah. And then they see you all of a sudden grow a beard, get a certain haircut. They're like, this guy, right? Yeah. Then you have a company, clothing company, and yeah. they're like, this guy right yeah what i really admire is that like like what you said you don't care yo honestly yeah i don't i don't care what people think i've I've been when i started making music when i start when i started my own firm when i started my own clothing whatever i've been doing yeah uh there's always been people that supported me Mm -hmm. and there's people that act like they support me but behind my back they're talking and i know that yeah and it's funny because i just keep a smile and i kill with success that's my revenge Mm -hmm. you know i don't like in the in a sense like even then like these those people are irrelevant to me like yeah. i really don't care yeah you know so if you are then i mean you're just to me it just means you're insecure about that you haven't been able to live out your dreams or accomplish your goals that's a good point right to me that's more of a that says more about you if you um you know and, and it's fine like you don't have to support me mm-hmm. and what i'm doing you can be real with me and be like look i don't know if this is gonna work like i don't i don't believe in blind support either right yeah. i have friends that'll tell me like be real with me like yo i don't think this is a good idea i don't think you should do this i respect that mm-hmm. um but also everybody knows that like i'm a dreamer i don't like i don't think anything is impossible mm. if i put my mind to it, i'm gonna do it and i'd rather you know it's like like 50 cent get rich or die trying whatever yeah. my goal is like do that or die trying because uh-huh. at the end of the day i can look back and not live with regret so there's going to be people who support you there's going to be people who act like they support you but talk behind your back that's fine mm-hmm. and there's going to be people who outwardly just make fun of you don't support you whatever it's fine i yeah. you know the thing is i hear all the chatter yeah i know everything that's going on I, I, a lot of times i play dumb yeah but i know what people are saying yeah but again 
I don't care. That's their life. I yeah. still got to do what I got to do. Yeah. Like, like those people ain't paying my bills. They ain't putting food on my table. Yeah. They're not contributing to my legacy. So like, I don't care about you, but I have, I have enough people that have shown love and supported me. Um, and a lot of people that I just won over through. Yeah. To like, maybe they didn't, maybe they thought my music thing was crazy and now they're coming around. They see, oh, well he did it. And then now he's doing his clothing brand. And he's still making that come to life. Like, okay, I see, maybe he's not crazy. So, um, reality is like, honestly, like, I don't care. I think when I was younger, it would bother me more. Yeah. I think I used to let people's like, oh, I got to prove them wrong. Yeah. Now it's like, yeah, I don't care. I'm doing you know, what's it. crazy. It's like, if you think about it, these people, they're just, uh, they're like spectators, right? They're always going to check in if they like you or not, whatever. Yeah. But they're going to check in. Yeah. See what you're up to. Yeah. And it's up to us to basically just put whatever we want to show people out there. Yeah. You know, like no one knew you had a clothing brand company coming out until you made that huge debut. Yeah. Which was, has been really hard for you yeah. not to like leak anything or anything yeah, yeah. like that. Yeah. I kept it quiet for yeah. a year. Yeah. I kept it quiet. I mean... You were coming in to eat with some guys, and then I noticed that they're the same guys, and I was like, oh, I guess they're like some kind of uh, business partners for Shiro's, yeah, yeah, yeah. which is fine, you know, but kudos to you, Shiro's. Yeah. yeah, you know, um, like I said, like you said, I think those people are just spectators. It's like, what do, you, what do you gain by like wishing for the downfall of somebody who putting something out there, right? Yeah. I, I, to me, if I inspire a few people to do something, mm -hmm. I think one, one of my biggest things is I've always, whatever endeavor I've taken, I've had people reach out to me and tell me like, yo, you inspired me to do something. I've never seen, I, I don't know anyone else in person. Like, like you see, maybe hear about celebrities doing things or you maybe hear about things online, whatever. Yeah. But like, I don't know anybody from New Jersey. I haven't met anybody that's doing this, mm. right? I don't know anyone that made music and went to law school and is a you know went into fashion like i don't know people that did that mm. so uh you know who did like creative and business ventures and like made something out of it makes mm. a living off of it um i've been able to inspire people to me that that's like fuel to me as well that keeps me going yeah um and you know the other people are just like enjoy your life you know i, I notice a lot of people are miserable they hate their lives so the only thing they can do is like and you see it online it's like that twitter culture mm. or like that online social media culture where it's your life is so boring or miserable that all you can do is comment and spectate other people's lives. You know what's crazy, right? Is uh, to build off what you're saying. The, there's a. Uh, I started taking fitness like uh, in college, in, like 2010, like very seriously, mm -hmm. and uh, I mean, I lost some weight and I gained some muscle. But there was a high schooler. He reached out to me that I went to school with, graduated with him. And he was doing nothing with his life. But yeah. he followed me on Facebook and he saw the changes and how I put myself out there, mm -hmm. right? And basically what you were saying, like, he figured if this chubby kid from high school can do that and yeah. wear tight clothing until, like, it fits properly, mm -hmm. then what am I doing with my life? Yeah. Now he's a state trooper. He reached out to me and told me about that. And, yeah. I mean, it's just it just takes one person to appreciate what you are doing yourself. Yeah. And it's usually out of nowhere. It's like a surprise. Yeah. And you're like, this this really made it for me. Yeah. And I'm just gonna keep going and keep doing what I'm gonna do. Yeah. And not that many people, I mean, a lot of people have like that anxiety that like they're scared, take that risk and everything like that. Yeah. But the thing is, is that like, now that you've taken all the risks, yeah. what's the next thing for you? 
right now, like, you know, uh, and just school off your point, it was like, I think that's a, it's like a beautiful thing because for me, I never felt like I had somebody as an inspiration that I personally knew. Yeah. Right? It was always like, I looked up to like rappers <coughs> or athletes or whatever, right? Like, if I look at like the work like Michael Jordan, LeBron put in, like that was an inspiration for me. And I just applied it to my own craft or, or like what Jay-Z did to build his career. Like I looked at it and applied that to my own craft. But I didn't know personally anybody locally that was like doing something that I felt was like super <coughs> inspiring to me. And I kind of had to just figure things out on my own and like make it happen. Uh, but I've had so many people send like beautiful messages to me. I even, when I, when I was making music, I had like an old professor reach out to me and they're like, hey, like I'm- Really? Yeah, one of my old professors from Rutgers reached out to me and they're like, hey, like, I'm actually using your music in my class to show my students as part of the curriculum. And uh, like, well, I'm so proud of you, like, like everything you're doing. How can he make your music? Well, what kind of professor was he? It was actually a religions, religion professor. And I don't know how it fit into his curriculum or what, but um, I think he taught like religion and English or something like that. Um, and you just fit into this. I never really followed up besides other than just like kind of thanking him. Um, but that was like cool to me. And then I had like kids reach out to me like, yo, I'm trying to make music. And I, you know, like seeing you do it is like really inspiring and seeing like things you accomplish is really inspiring to me. Yeah. Um, so like those things have meant a lot for me. Uh, right now, what's my steps? I mean, I never revealed the I mean, without, I guess without, me, without, but, without well, revealing like. Uh, well, you'll find out. But I mean, right now my focus is primarily on Ubari, just growing my clothing brand. It's only been a month. I'm trying to make this a global brand. Mm -hmm. I'm trying to make this the hottest thing in the US and then we're gonna expand from there. What if like uh, Fabletics came to you and be like, yo, we wanna buy Ubari? Uh, eventually I'm gonna sell my company. Yeah. I have an exit strategy in mind. Okay. But the timing of it depends what, you know, timing of it, you know, I'm not sure. I mean, things may change, but I usually, anytime I form a company, I usually have an exit strategy. Yeah. Because usually for me, like, you know, I'll, I'll do something mm -hmm. and then it's like, all right, what's the next thing? Mm. Right? Like, and I think like maybe something in tech will be next for me. You know, I don't know. Whatever that next thing is, I'm not sure. Um, but right now I'm just focused on growing this brand out, um, trying to, you know, increase the revenue, make it as of known course. of a brand as possible. And We'll see, you know, if someone wants to start throwing offers, I'm, yeah. I'm looking at everything. When's, so. uh, when's Fashion Week every year? Uh, so Fashion Week will be in the spring. Um, so there's like a spring Fashion Week, and then there's one in the fall as well. Um, so we're gonna be gearing up for that. Mm. So we'll be right here in the hub in New York City. Uh, so hopefully we'll be at some fashion shows and are events. Gonna, are you guys gonna be on like the runway and everything like that? Uh, I, you know what's funny? Um, I've modeled a little bit just because uh -huh. I have it in my own. I used to model like just stuff for my own music. Yeah. And then I modeled like some of our photo shoots. I did a couple products. Sure. And I, I had it's funny because I'm like you know I call I call myself I was the only amateur here. <laughs> so I had I had other models like teaching me poses and this and that. And uh -huh. I'm not I'm not no pro model, um, but you never know. You know maybe you'll see me on the runway. Are we gonna see uh, you and Ubari on the runway? You think if you guys are coming out with the spring catalog? Yeah, maybe 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 I'll pull out on one of the pieces. Yeah, you know why not? You know maybe I'll pull out one of the pieces, but we're definitely working on spring collection right now. Good. Um, right now we're just focused on finishing our, our end of the year. Mm. Finishing, we have a holiday sale running, thirty percent off. We're like doing our doing our fall winter uh, catalog right now, just pushing that out. Yeah. While we're working on our spring collection as well, working on some unique designs and products. Mm. Um, I think we're going to be even less conservative on some of them. I might go a little bit 
more creative, more fun sure. for the spring. Yeah. A little more vibrant for the spring. So you'll definitely see some interesting stuff. Uh, I've been getting like so much good feedback about the brand, the quality, the clothing, mm. uh, the designs being like minimal and not in your face. Um, and everybody that's bought it for the most part has been loving it. So I mean, you gave me, you gave me like a, a top. Yeah. Like a sweater kind of thing, like a jogger, but like for the top part. Yeah, the sweatshirt. The sweatshirt, back, yeah. yeah. The quality is really good. Yeah. You know, like I would wear that if I'm going out to like a nice meeting. Yeah. Or taking the family out. Yeah. I don't want to put anything flashy. Yeah. You know, I mean, like what I'm wearing is flashy because I'm at work. Yeah. You know. Yeah. But I mean, so I got this is like one of our body pieces. This is like a um, Mandarin collar shirt that I I designed myself. Yeah. I mean, well, I designed the sketches out and I had the. <laughs> had the real designer like put the touches on he's like it. all right let's put it together yeah. for you yeah Whatever so you uh, so there's a couple of pieces that i personally designed and wanted to i wanted to create more casual options for men mm. that you could dress up or down as well um so like for me that was a big thing right and I, one of the big things for me and i've been saying this like you know since we launched is mm. i wanted to create pieces that make a statement when you walk in a room yeah without being too loud yeah and in your face that's my personal style mm. Like, I like something a little, like, subtle details that are unique. Collars like this, subtle details that are unique. Yeah. Certain stitching details, certain... I noticed the shoulders here, too. Is yeah. Like, it just a straight-up line on each side. Yeah. It's like, it mimics, like, shoulder pads, but it doesn't. Yeah, so it gives know? it a bit of that kind of broader look and yeah. kind of structured look. All our designs, like, everything, we put a lot of thought into just small details of it. Mm -hmm. uh, we're going to continue building out new stuff, like, using the right materials, doing, like, small, minimal details. Um... Like I said, like my big thing is I like comfortable clothing. I don't yeah. think you should have to sacrifice comfort yeah. for aesthetic. Sure. So I try to fuse that together and we're just going to keep growing that and building off that mantra mm -hmm. and hopefully have some even cooler designs. Tell me, Shiroz, before we end, like yeah. if a kid who's like an artist or like a rapper or loves music and they're just thinking to themselves, like, I'm just a kid. I'm in high school. Yeah. I'm in college. Like... Maybe I should just take the safe route and make steady money, okay money, and then see my passion turns into a hobby. Like, what can you tell them? What kind of advice you can give them? It's like, tough. Yeah. It's tough because there's like two, there's like two ways to approach it, right? One is, one is like, I could tell you go balls to the walls crazy. Just mm -hmm. go all in and try it. Yeah. You know, what's the worst case? You lose a little bit of time. Maybe yeah. you learn something from it. Um, the other part is like, you also got, there's real life. You got to pay bills, put food on the table. Mm -hmm. Like, do you have something? The question is, for me has been, I felt like I didn't have to go one way completely or the other yeah. because I was willing to sacrifice and put in the time for it. So the question is, do you have the work ethic? Mm. Like, are you willing to sacrifice going out on a Friday night with your friends to be in the studio or be designing sketches for your brand or working on your business what are you willing to sacrifice that that's a yeah. question and most people are not willing to sacrifice that mm. i was like going to school full-time taking like 18 credits going to the studio working a part-time job to fund all this stuff like mm. i was putting it at work yeah. like people would not see me sometimes right yeah. like uh, like there's times i wouldn't go out on a friday saturday sunday like i would just be working yeah and if you're willing to do that you can kind of balance it um it's it's hard to say just because everyone's circumstances are different right yeah uh, sometimes you just got to handle stuff sometimes you just got to pay the bills sometimes you got to take care of your family mm -hmm. and that takes precedence um sometimes you have the luxury of just going all in and chasing a dream mm -hmm. you know um and, and you can do that so it kind of depends on your situation 
for me, it was kind of like a mix of both. So I just was like, all right, well, I got 24 hours in the day. Mm-hmm. Let me put it to work. That's right. Right. Um, and it was also like kind of working and, you know, going to school kind of helped me like learn certain things mm-hmm. that helped me in my, in my music or my fashion career or whatever. Like these are things that helped me. Mm-hmm. And sometimes, and the other thing is, is your passions might change over time, right? Like music was my number one passion for like years, for like 10, 15 years. Like that's all I thought about. That's all I was concerned about. And now I'm older and I realize, you know, actually, you know, it's not just music. I like other things. Yeah. There's more to human beings. We're complex, we're multifaceted. Um, as you grow older, your perspective on life changes, mm-hmm. what you want out of life changes. Um, I would say when I was younger, I was like, yo, I'm gonna be popping, I'm gonna drive this, I want the bands, I want the Lambo, I want this, I want people to see me, I wanna be commanding the stage when I'm on. Like, I want that whole, you know, rapper lifestyle. And then now I got older, I value my privacy more. I realized I just like building things. Mm. I like the whole journey of like taking a startup, yeah. taking an idea from scratch and building it. Um, and I can apply that to different things. Like, I love, I also love fashion, I also love tech, I also love sports. Like, I, there's so many things. And there's probably other things out there that I don't know yet that I love, you know? Mm. So it's another thing, like, and, and there's an aspect of, like, like be a dreamer, mm-hmm. but also have some idea of what you're going into, right? Mm. So if you're going into music, understand that 90% of musicians don't make money. Mm-hmm. Like, most, most artists, you know, that are famous, like, can't even, they don't own a house. They can't even pay their mortgage. Mm. A lot of their cars are rented. The chains are rented. The lifestyle is sold to you because it's a fantasy. Yeah. There's probably a few people up there that are owning their own stuff, making their own money. And also, it's like everyone defines success differently, right? So for some, for some person, it might be, okay, if I make X amount of money, that's success. For another person, it might be, if I can have a stable living, but I have a lot of free time mm. to like do what I want, that's success. Mm. Other people, it's like, okay, if I can build this or I can reach this job or mm. title or whatever, then that's a, a success for me. Yeah. So you got to define your own success. Don't compare your success too much to other people. Yeah. Um, I know it kind of, it's hard, like I said, it's hard to kind of give that advice because it's so variable on the person. Yeah. But if you have a burning passion, you should at least try something. Yeah. Make it work. I say just make it work in your day to day and don't sacrifice your sanity yeah. for your pleasure. And yeah. then just work from there. Yeah, absolutely. But Shiro's, yeah. thanks for coming out so late at night. Well, you know, you know me, I don't sleep much, so. Yeah. Anytime, anytime, anywhere, I'm down. <laughs> yeah. But uh, this was a fun podcast episode. Yeah, for um, sure. Thanks for having me. do on. more. No, thanks for coming out. Yeah, it means a lot. What, you got to tell me when we're doing more fun content. You know, I, I want to do a food chat. Listen, just give me like different lamb chops and stuff, you know, whatever. We're going we're gonna to do something for sure. We're just yeah, trying it. to figure out the kinks. I'm a, I'm a great taste tester. Yeah. Yeah, it's one, of, it's one of my pro. It's one of my Maybe you should skills. come with us for the Jersey Halal Spots episodes. You know, when we I'm try down. I'm down. You know, you know, I love eating. Yeah, I'm a foodie. I love eating, so I'm I'm always down for whatever. Who knows, man? Maybe I'll open a restaurant one day. Who knows? Yeah, I don't know. know. I might I might get a pa- I might get a you know I might get a passion bug for for cooking or something. I, I don't know. I'm gonna so, I'm gonna keep you in mind when we yeah. go to the next restaurant, which we're trying to figure out right now. So let me know. Yeah. As long as it don't get too messy in my beer, I'm good. Yeah, you know. it's all right. Food for later. Food for Yeah. <laughs> all right, Ashros. Right, thanks brother. for coming in. Yeah, I'll absolutely. talk to you. I'll see you uh, probably this Friday for dinner with the Hills crew. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> absolutely, bro. All right, thanks, guys. Have a good one. All right.